Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports, and we're excited to bring you the latest transfer portal, NIL, recruiting, and other big news from across the nation right here on the Portal Podcast. Got an interesting article I want to start with today on Jackson Arnold. Uh, Mike Farrell had some interesting thoughts on on the five-star quarterback for Oklahoma. If you're unaware, Jackson Arnold was one of the top quarterback recruits in the class of 2023, the number eight overall recruit, number four player, or number four quarterback in the 2023 class, according to 247 Sports Composite Rankings. He's the 2022 National Gatorade Player of the Year. He's the class of 2023 Elite 11 MVP. He's, by and large, one of the best quarterback recruits in this class and arguably the best, depending on who you ask. Mike Farrell covers college football under his website, Mike Farrell Sports, and regularly posts factor fiction pieces that cover some of the hotter topics in college football. In his most recent factor fiction piece on Tuesday, Farrell posed this question, factor fiction, Jackson Arnold will play quality minutes for Oklahoma this season. His response, quote, Dylan Gabriel is the man for the Sooners, but he's also injury prone, and Arnold, the five-star quarterback in the 2023 class, is way too talented to sit. Not only will he see quality minutes this season, but I think he becomes a full-time starter at some point, either due to injury or poor play from Gabriel. Now, before I dive into my thoughts on this, we're talking about a guy that threw for more than 7,000 yards, almost 70 touchdowns and only eight interceptions in high school. And he also rushed for nearly 1,600 yards and 36 scores over two seasons as a starter at Denton Geyer uh, in Texas high school football. He compiled a 28-3 and record there. Arnold comes in as arguably one of the better quarterback recruits to come out of the state of Texas in a little while, and certainly somebody that has high expectations at Oklahoma, a place at Oklahoma where you've had guys in recent history like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield win the Heisman Trophy, Jalen Hurts be a Heisman finalist. Um, Caleb Williams went on to win a Heisman at USC. He played for Oklahoma two seasons ago. This is a the, Being quarterback at Oklahoma is a big deal, and Jackson Arnold is a guy that many feel is ready to step into that role. Do I think that that's what happens in 2023? Well, sure, I I think there's a chance that Arnold plays some in 23, especially if Gabriel goes down, which he did last season, and he's had injuries throughout his his history in college. So uh, I, I think it would be naive to say that there's not a chance, but I'm not sure that he will overtake Gabriel if Dylan Gabriel is to stay healthy. Jeff Levy was hesitant to put his freshman quarterback in last season when Gabriel went down. Uh, four-star quarterback Nick Evers um, out of Texas. And he even went as far as to put a tight end in at quarterback when Davis Bevel couldn't get things going against Texas. Uh, we all remember how that game ended. There were plenty of opportunities for Jeff Levy to play a younger, maybe more talented quarterback, but he didn't. And whether that was he felt he wasn't ready, uh, there wasn't a reason to put somebody like that in in harm's way, whatever his reasoning was, he didn't do it. So I'm not exactly sure that he's going to take his prized, uh, his crown jewel of the 2023 class and put him in there if he feels he's not ready. Because confidence is a huge deal with quarterbacks 
And so um, I think if there is a situation where where Gabriel goes down, Arnold obviously is your best choice. Um, and I do think that Arnold's your unquestioned starter going into the 2024 season. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But I look at 2023 as a learning year for Jackson Arnold. So um, I'm going to go – I'm going to say that uh, – that's that's fiction in my mind. I think that uh, he will play meaningful minutes if if needed, but he will not overtake Gabriel if Gabriel is to stay healthy. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, I, I have something that I want to cover. Let's, we're going to stay in the Big 12 tonight. Let's talk about the top newcomer for each Big 12 team in 2023? Who is somebody that's going to come in, transfer or freshman, that will make an immediate impact for their team in 2023? We're going to go in alphabetical order here. We're going to start with Baylor. Um, My key impact player for Baylor is defensive back Isaiah Dunson out of Miami. He's a redshirt sophomore. Look, Baylor's secondary lost a ton after struggling in 2022. Lorando Johnson's gone. The starting cornerback, starting safety Al Walcott uh, joined Johnson at Arkansas, and then you had backup defensive backs Mike Harris and Devin Neal both opt to go to Louisville. So Baylor is is dealing with a lot of turnover in the secondary, and they need somebody to step and be a defensive, a physical defender in the back end. And I think that Isaiah Dunson can be that. He's six one, he's one hundred eighty six pounds, and he's got good speed for his size. He's got experience at the Division one level. And I think he's likely a starter day one for the Bears in 2023. So I think that's somebody, if you are a Baylor Bears fan, you need to get familiar with the name Isaiah Dunson. I think that it would behoove you to do that. Uh, Let's go next to BYU, quarterback Keaton Slovis. Uh, He's a transfer from Pitt, redshirt senior. This is his final year of eligibility. What's really funny about this is that Keaton Slovis uh, went on record in a podcast wherever he played at USC at the beginning of his career and was just talking about how peculiar going to Provo was, how the fans were really creative with their trash talking because they didn't cuss at you, but they would just, they would poke and prod you the same. And then they would tell you uh, how good you were in the game afterwards. And they were just the nicest people. It was weird to him. Well, now he finds himself calling Provo home for the next year. Um, Slovis spent the 2022 season with Pitt. He threw for nearly 2,400 yards and 10 touchdowns, but he had nine interceptions in his only season there. 10 to 9 is not exactly the uh, touchdown-interception ratio you're looking for, but uh, he will be the Cougars starter in 2023, and he will be a big impact player for, for BYU, whether it be for better or for worse. However he plays – is is likely going to determine how successful BYU is in its first year in the Big 12. Let's go to Cincinnati. Another quarterback here, another transfer quarterback, Emory Jones from Arizona State. He's another redshirt senior, one year of eligibility left. Emory Jones is a forder, uh, former Florida Gator and spent last season with Arizona State. He will spend his final season with Cincinnati, and he will be vital to their success. In 2022, Jones threw for just over 1,500 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, he completed 62.8% of his passes and added four rushing touchdowns on the year. Scott Satterfield's going to really need um, Jones to be at his best in 2023 if he hopes for his Bearcats to make some noise 
in a tough conference. Let's go to Houston. Wide receiver, Michael Harrison Pilot. If you haven't heard this name, get familiar with it. Tank Dell was one of the best wide receivers in the nation in 2022, but he's gone now. And so there's a huge void in the Cougars' offense to fill. I think Harrison Pilot is the guy that's going to fill that void. He's six foot, 190 pounds. He's listed as the number 10 athlete in the 2023 class, and he has the ability to be a playmaker in Houston's offense right away. There's no need to sit and wait for this guy to develop. I think that he's ready to make plays for the Cougars right now. So with Dell leaving and there being a big void that needs to be filled, I think that Harrison Pilot has a chance to be that for the Cougars uh, and certainly could be a playmaker for them right out of the gate. Iowa State, we got another quarterback. This time it's a freshman, J.J. Cole. This was a big win. This was a big, big win for Matt Campbell's staff. Uh, in 2022, Hunter Decker struggled to get the ball to anybody besides Xavier Hutchinson, and the Cyclones offense seemed to bog down for major stretches of games. And I think that the the entrance of J.J. Cole into this offense or into at least the quarterback room is a big deal because whether he pushes Deckers in practice and forces him to improve or he overtakes Deckers as a starter, J.J. Cole's presence is going to be filled. He was the number 11 quarterback in the class of 2023. He is six foot seven, 230 pounds, and he exhibits terrific throwing power and accuracy. Um, and I think that this is a guy that will definitely make an impact on Iowa State in 2023 in some way, shape, or form. So definitely I got to watch out for. And I do like J.J. Cole. I've seen some film on him. Uh, this is a guy that Iowa State is definitely happy to have uh, in Ames. Let's go to Kansas. Offensive tackle Logan Brown. Yes, offensive lineman getting some love on this podcast. Offensive tackle Logan Brown. He's from Wisconsin, redshirt junior. He's listed at six foot six, 313 pounds. And he's a prototype. He's got long arms. He looks exactly like what you would expect an NFL offensive tackle to look like. Out of high school, as part of the 2019 class, Brown was ranked as a five-star prospect, and he was the number four offensive tackle in the class. He was also the number 17 overall player in the 2019 class. When's the last time Kansas had a guy like that in Lawrence? No, 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 not basketball, football. When's the last time that Kansas had somebody like that in Lawrence? I don't expect you to know the answer to that question. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, Earl Bostick Jr. was a terrific offensive lineman, but he is headed to the NFL and he leaves a void for the Kansas State or for the Kansas Jayhawks rather on the offensive line. And I think that Brown could serve as, as his direct replacement. He's got the tools to be great. And sometimes, College football players just need a change of scenery, and that's what it takes for them to be successful. I think the change of scenery and playing for Lance Leipold will be enough for him to thrive in a new position and a new place uh, with Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go to Kansas State. Kansas State's losing a lot from their Big 12 championship team, um, probably most notably Deuce Vaughn, uh, who was one of the best running backs in school history. But Kansas State went out and found a guy that I feel is going to be not necessarily a direct replacement, but somebody that you can trust will certainly make an impact for the Wildcats and somebody that can be just as effective in situations as Deuce Vaughn was. Running back Treshawn Ward from Florida State. He's a junior, 
And as a sophomore in 2022, Ward battled some injuries, but whenever he was on the field, he was electric. He had 95 carries on the year. He turned that out into 628 yards and seven touchdowns. He averaged 6.6 yards per carry. So you put him behind an experienced offensive line at Kansas State who is returning their top eight offensive linemen from last season. He should have a monster year in Manhattan if he is able to stay healthy. So I think that that's a guy you certainly need to take tabs on if you're a Kansas State fan or if you're somebody who has Kansas State on your schedule. Um, that's somebody that's going to give you problems. <clears throat> Let's go to Oklahoma. We've got a freshman, an impact freshman, defensive end P.J. Atabare. This is this is a big one for the Sooners. Brent Venable's defense lacked a true pass rush in 2022. A lot of reasons why they had some issues defensively is because their defensive backs were having to cover for four, five, six seconds. Well, Brent Venables thought, how do I fix that? How about I go out and get the top pass rusher in the class of 2023? So they did. Atabare is immediately going to make the Sooners pass rush better, uh, and by a significant margin, in my opinion. He's 6'4", 240 pounds out of high school, and I expect after an offseason with Jerry Schmidt that uh, he will be even more of an impressive specimen come come fall. Um, and I think that he will make an immediate impact for the Sooners. I, I have no doubt in my mind that that's somebody that Oklahoma fans are going to be raving about uh, in the near future. And a kid that can he, – he just doesn't look like the defensive recruits Oklahoma's had in the recent past. So I think that um, with Brent Venables, you have – an influx of talent on the defensive side of the ball that you need and you're getting it. Um, they also added Desan McCullough from Indiana. He's another talented pass rusher, was a true freshman last year, um, was one, was a freshman All-American, was was really good. So Oklahoma's pass rush is going to be better this year, um, but I think the big reason is going to be P.J. Atabari. <clears throat> Let's go to Oklahoma State. Uh, based off what I've given you so far, what position are we going to go with here? Yes, quarterback. Alan Bowman from Michigan. He's a redshirt senior. He's got one year of eligibility left. You may not have known that he went to Ann Arbor because most Big 12 fans are going to be familiar with his work at Texas Tech, but he did spend the last couple of seasons with uh, Michigan. But as a Red Raider, we're all familiar with with his work down in Lubbock. Uh, Bowman passed for over 5,200 yards and 33 touchdowns uh, in his three seasons there. But he also had 17 interceptions in that time. So he does have a little bit of a turnover issue. But if he can stay healthy, Bowman is the best quarterback on Oklahoma State's roster. And where Bowman goes, Oklahoma State will go in 2023. So if Alan Bowman is able to get rid of some of the turnover issues and uh, make the most of his time in Oklahoma State, it will be it will be a big help to Mike Gundy helping Cowboys forget kind of what has been a bumpy off season. Um, there, there just hasn't been a whole lot of things to, um, to congratulate the Cowboys on. They did well in the transfer portal and brought some guys in to help there. But, but overall we've had a lot of upset Oklahoma state fans. And I think that Alan Bowman can help them forget that if he is able to uh, bring his best to Stillwater. Let's go to TCU uh, impact player for me is running back Trey Sanders from Alabama. He is a senior, and he will be tasked with re- replacing Kendra Miller and Amari DiMercato, who both had terrific seasons 
uh, for the Horn Frogs on their way to a national championship appearance. But both of those guys are head of the NFL, and that means the TCU's offense will need to revolve around a new name in the backfield. I do think that Trey Sanders is able to be that guy. Now, he had some injury history with the Alabama Crimson Tide, um, but his, I mean, his pedigree speaks for itself. He's the number one running back and number six overall player in the class of 2019. So he has the tools to be a superstar. There's no denying that. It's just a matter of, will he do it? And I do think that once he gets his shot with TCU in 2023, he is going to make the most of it and will be one of the better running backs in the Big 12 this season. For the Texas Longhorns, the easy answer, the cop-out answer, would have been quarterback Arch Manning. But I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. We're going to stick with the class of 2023, and we're going to go with linebacker Anthony Hill. This was a big win for Texas. They were able to get Anthony Hill away from Texas A&M. And it's not often that you see a linebacker that's ready to walk in to college football and make a difference on day one. But I do think that Anthony Hill is that type of player. The Longhorns, it was, he was the Longhorns second highest uh, rated player in the class of 2023. And at six, two and 225 pounds, he projects as a future first round pick already. And I do think that he will be an emerging star for the Longhorns defense in 2023. And it also helps that you have Jalen Ford next to you to help you learn some things um, and pick things up quickly um, under Steve Sarkeesian going into year three. Texas is going to be good. I do think Texas is going to be good this year, and I think a lot of it has to do with the influx of talent, uh, young talent under Steve Sarkeesian. So uh, Anthony Hill is my guy for the Texas Longhorns this season. Let's go to Texas Tech. I'm also really excited to see what Texas Tech can do in 2023 in Joey McGuire's second year. My impact player for them this season is wide receiver DeAndre McCray. Um, this is a guy that you may not be familiar with uh, if you if you just follow FBS, but if you're an FCS guy, you know exactly who DeAndre McCray was. He played for Austin P last season, and he was absolutely explosive at the wide receiver position. And Texas Tech needed to go out and get a playmaker. And boy, did they. Uh, McCray had a 20-plus yard catch in all but one game last season with Austin P. And he's not a big target. He's 5'9", 177 pounds. But the moment that he steps on the field for Texas Tech, he becomes one of the fastest players in the Big 12. And you heard it here. He is going to take the top off of a few Big 12 defenses next se- next season. It's going to happen. He he's just electric. He's one of those guys that has next level speed. Um, he he ran a 10-3, meter in high school, guys. So I mean, just take that with a grain of salt. But I'm telling you, the speed translates on the field, and he is one of those guys that's going to be he's going to be special for Texas Tech. Uh, let's go to UCF D- defensive lineman John Walker, a freshman. Uh, for the Knights. And I, and as the number 14 defensive lineman in the class of 2023, he was expected to kind of step in in Orlando and be an, imid- an immediate contributor. And I think he will be. He's 6'3", 310 pounds. Now, that's the kind of guy that you need as UCF transitions into the Power Five. I think that's the kind of guy that you need to take on offensive lines that you're going to see in the Big 12 each and every week. Um, that's the kind of talent that you're going to need, the kind of size that you're going to need. And he has a good motor for his size, which is exciting. So I expect there to be a couple of times this season we see Walker make some flashy plays, and he's going to instantly become a guy that UCF fans are excited about. 
having on the roster there. So excited to see what he can do for the Knights in, in UCF's first year in the Big 12. And then finally, um, we're going to go with West Virginia, and I think this was an easy one for me. Wide receiver Devin Carter uh, transferred from NC State. He's a redshirt senior. So West Virginia loses a ton in the transfer portal uh, into into the draft and, and uh, graduation, but Sam James, Bryce Ford Wheaton, and Caden Prather are all your top three wide receivers there for West Virginia. They're all gone. So they're no longer with the Mountaineers program. That means there's an opening for the top wideout spot at West Virginia, and I think that Devin Carter fits this mold perfectly. He's 6'4", 205 pounds, so he gives Garrett Green a big target to throw, um, throw to in 2023. And over five seasons with NC State, he hauled in 118 passes for 1,906 yards and 10 touchdowns. So he is in line to potentially have a career year at West Virginia in 2023. And I think that uh, with the opportunity that's there for him, he is going to be an immediate impact player for West Virginia. So that's going to do it for us here tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and coming back to the show every week. If you like the show, just make sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.